Welcome, bienvenue, to the Fantasy Tools Podcast. This is the show where fantasy tools discuss fantasy tools. I'm your host, Eric Rentz, and I'm joined by my co-host, Michael Peterson. Our mission is to discuss fantasy baseball and the tools that we're developing that help us manage our teams. Cue that intro music. So, second round of the NBA playoffs are in the book. We uh, basically didn't really talk about it. I wonder why. I mean, Patriot League? Who else would we root for but CJ McCollum? That's a good point. CJ McCollum, that, that's an unbelievable that game. Unbelievable game from a Patriot League player. We haven't seen the likes of this in the NBA since a Donald Foyle still seemed like he could be good <laughs> you know i i looked it up and he is averaging basically 20 points a game how how that backcourt <laughs> that has to be more that has to be more than every patriot league player that's played in the nba combined mm, kiki vandaway might say differently Ooh, that's a okay all right some we need a we need a statistician for our pod to tell us these things. I guess technically we're the statisticians. I mean, basketball reference. Wait, was it Kiki or was it... Is it Kiki or is it, was it his father? I don't even know. You're up on that. You're much more up on that than I am. Kiki was fine. He was pretty darn good. So, do you want to share any thoughts about the last round, or would you like to make some bold predictions for this round? Next round. Let's do it. Nothing else happened. Alright, let's look forward. Okay. Okay, so let's do this in let's do this in a twofold. Let's do it. So we'll uh, we'll give ourselves some leeway here. Let's predict the number of games in the series and then the winner. We'll do them. We'll do them separate. So you can you can basically hedge your bets if you're smart here. All right, Golden State versus Portland. Six. Six is the smart bet. I'm gonna say seven though. And then who would you like to pick for the win? I'll do it with my heart, Portland. Are you really? I'm picking Golden State. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I you got some opposition. <clears throat> that that is definitely a with one's heart pick. Uh, all right. Toronto versus Milwaukee. Number of games. Four. Four. I'm gonna go with five. I think I'm just more conservative than you. And now I'm curious who your pick's gonna be. Milwaukee. Really. Wow, so we're basically, because I'm picking Toronto, so basically on that series, we're going to know by next week which one of us is more correct. <laughs> <laughs> You're going Toronto? Yeah. I think I think they tasted it, and they can can get there now. I think they'd be exhausted. All right, today on the pod, we went back and did one of our old specials, which is where we uh, each did completely separate things. Love it. So we're going to do a quick shoot around in projects that we basically started kicking off this week. I'm going to start by talking about correlations in scoring stats, specifically with an application to TGFBI, and then Eric's going to do a quick look at a couple guys that are doing something interesting in the ownership model. 
so let's be brief here, but this is a meta strategy discussion. And this is basically me trying to aggregate as much information as we can possibly get about what makes a good fantasy team. But I'm actually asking a specific question today, which is, if your fantasy team is in trouble and you can identify which stats you're in trouble on, what can you do to fix them from a metagame standpoint? Right. So let's say I notice that, we'll take the easy one here. Let's say I notice, okay, my team's not scoring a lot of runs. What do I need to do to score more runs? The answer is get as many at-bats as you possibly can. <laughs> really? No way. But, okay, you say really no way, but that's not the correct strategy to get stolen bases. True. True. Yeah, and no, it's I not, got that. And it's not the correct strategy to get average. Right. So what I did was I looked at correlations of all of the scoring stats, so all 10 scoring categories across pitching and hitting, and also I added at-bats and innings pitched, theorizing that those would be the strongest ones, and I made this giant matrix that uh, we're going to figure out how to share. <laughs> As I manually zoom in here, yeah. That's all you can do, man. You have to manually zoom. And what I did was I fit a line to each one of them, and I, then I asked, okay, well, what's the R squared on this? So how good is the correlation? So we got several pieces of information. This is using all the teams in TGFBI. Uh, we got, is there a correlation at all? And then we got, how tight is the correlation? And then I also color-coded it by the, by the ranking. Well, R squared is like a tightness measure. Yeah. And then, and then I color-coded it by the ranking so we could see sort of what successful teams looked like. And then I plotted you and I on top of this because one of us has a very successful team and one of us has a team. Middle of the pack team. A team. A team. A team sitting right in the middle of the bell, bell curve. Basically. So this is like a study in, okay, do you want to build a completely average team? So I actually thought that this, <laughs> I actually thought that this would help do you want to not embarrass yourself when you're in an expert league? I can. We can definitively say that I am not embarrassing myself right now. How about that? Good. Embarrassing me a little <laughs> bit, but I got it. Hey, I'm legitimately. Hey, where did you end last last season? That's same, the question. Same place that you were you were going to be at. <laughs> Bingo. Just got to test the water with your toes a little bit. I think that's right. So there, there's a lot of interesting stuff in here, but mostly I'm going to let... I'm just going to release this to the wild and let people uh, draw their own conclusions from it. And I'm curious curious what people have to say. The thing that I was really hoping that we would be able to see that it turns out you can't is if you could identify teams that focused on hitting at the cost of pitching or vice versa. And at least from a cursory glance, you don't see that. So there's no. extremely weak, if any, correlation between hitting categories and pitching categories. Yeah, oddly enough, Ks and stolen bases. There's there's something there. There's something there. I thought what you would see was that innings pitched and at-bats would be slightly inversely correlated in the sense that some guys were drafting pitchers early, and so they weren't getting as many at-bats. They weren't getting as many top-tier bats. That doesn't seem to be the case. You seem to be able to squeeze, to pull volume out uh, no matter what. Or in the case of Eric, you make an incredibly stylistic choice, and you are like the most extreme outlier in getting a ton of at-bats and no innings pitched. It's, <laughs> it's pretty good, right? 
you, I mean, you are the outlier, like the number one outlier in that. Yeah, I, I mean, I, hey, it's the way that I, I thought I was going to play the game, and, and it's so far worked. That is insane. No, it, it really has worked. Uh, I will say there is one category that I am the most extreme outlier on, which is the correlation of ERA and WHIP. <laughs> my WHIP is great. And my ERA is terrible. Oh, ow. There you are. I am way job, off buddy. the regression. 4.25. You, you are on. 1.1. 1. 1. Uh, yeah, you can't even see me. You are on the line. Yeah. I am the line. I am the Senate. <laughs> so I think we'll just kind of post this and um, and let people draw their own conclusions from it. My main conclusion is that the thing that I thought would be easiest to see, which is the strategic choices, is not that easy to see, but you can pull out some useful information about what to change if you're worried about some categories. Yeah, so am I seeing this correctly? That, okay, the two strongest, the two strongest correlations, right, are home runs to RBIs and innings pitched k's that is correct those are the two strongest so which both are kind of logical right because every home run is an rbi but every home run is a run also also a run and they're not they are correlated but they're not as strongly correlated right but and then where's the other it's surprising. And then, um, oh, and then third is runs and bats. Yes. Right. So if you increase your innings pitched, you're going to have more Ks. Right. Yeah. I mean, that that is like an unassailable conclusion from this. <laughs> and if you increase your at-bats, you're going to increase your runs. That's right. No, it's, hey, right. I mean, this is stuff that, this is, this is hypothesis testing a little bit. Right. If we're not trying to prove stuff, we're trying to disprove the negative, and in many ways, you have on a, on a few of your, a bunch of your theories. Yeah, no, and I, I think I thought that we would uh, find some, some hidden solution. I think, you know, I thought, okay, I'm going to figure out what I'm going to do with my team this week. <laughs> and then I'll turn, I'll totally write the ship. And um, I think the answer is I just have to keep holding on. <laughs> in honor of the Twins' best record in baseball, here's me having a little bit too much optimism. He's on the best team in baseball. It just goes to show that... Uh, no, no, he's not on the best team in baseball. He is on the team with the best record. There's a huge difference. No, I. you're just upset because when they win the World Series this year, I'm going to get the push. <laughs> oh, I'm sure that the playoffs, the AL playoffs, will be littered with the Royals and White Sox. <laughs> I, um, I think there's a case for, I think there's a case for the Twins. So do you want to look at ownership here quick? I would love to look at ownership. You have picked five guys that are going up and five guys that are going down. And they basically prove our hypothesis from before, which is 
the ascendancy is incredibly fast <laughs> and the decline can be a little slower. Yeah, I did. I mean, I literally took the top five okay. going up and this bottom five going down. This is not like some random exercise and they're worse ones. These are it. So five going up, Mike fires. Wonder why. Yep. Maybe a no hitter. Uh, Danny Duffy, a little bit more of a wonder why. I did not know that one. Um, Luke Jackson, just, you know, you know what's really helpful? Being named the closer. Or <laughs> yeah, <laughs> number one in a closer by committee. Lucas Giolito uh, is someone that I'm a little bit more interested in. Um, and Corbin Martin. Wow, on Corbin Martin. Corbin Martin's is, I mean... Like, if you're to estimate how many how many days it takes on these for the rise, it's most of them are a week. But Corbin Martin is like three days into his rise. Like, what is this going to look like at the end of the week? I I, I don't know. He's already at about sixty percent owned. It's it's, uh, and he started from nowhere. Well, he started at like five percent owned. Um, Luke Jackson started from nowhere. <laughs> Yeah. Luke, no, Luke Jackson, like, there is no line for Luke Jackson, as opposed to somebody like Mike Fires or Lucas Giolito. They both have had at least, let's call it cult ownership <laughs> in the, the range of, you know, 25%. <laughs> I like Lucas Giolito because it's like he did have, he came into the season with some expectations and slowly people died off. And then really right. like, oh, hey. Okay, so that's Luke's- right. Let's talk about the guys going down. Uh, <laughs> apologies to one of our listeners who I know who, who texts me a lot. Um, there are a couple of your players on this list. Uh, Colin McHugh. I have Vince Colin Velasquez, McHugh shares. AJ Minter. Carter Kaiboom, And Eric Rodriguez. Who do you want to talk about first? Well, I want to talk about Colin McHugh because that... That this is like an you know unprecedented level of plummet, <laughs> like he's in a league of his own compared to the other four. He's right next to Madonna <laughs> on the bench. Yeah, he it's fallen <sighs> fast. He was, I mean, he was decent, but then it just everything exploded. Does he has is he gone down with a phantom injury or is it a real one? You never, you never quite know. I mean, the Astros haven't, the Astros haven't not done this before. Well, he's not. A, I don't think he's on the IL. I mean, he's. He, they oh, really? Put him down. They're just. But I didn't know if they were rehabbing him on. If they're saying that they're rehabbing on him or something. Oh, I thought. Oh, I thought there was a real injury there. No. Oh, okay. Astros just to shift Colin McHugh to bullpen. Oh, it's just. Oh, it's just a bullpen court. shift. Yeah. Oh. Well, that um, then then I actually kind of disagree with this because he could be even more valuable there. Yes, yes, that's interesting. These other ones, these other ones, all kind of follow basically the same trajectory, though, like of the same low slope. They're losing what is this? Let's estimate ten percent a week on average. Yeah, except for Kai Boom, who went. Who came up and then Kai went boom. down? Yeah. yeah, which I mean, totally understandable in my opinion. 
for him, it's more interesting to look at the um, it's more interesting to look at the start graph. Like the ownership is interesting, but the starting is goes from zero to zero. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Four twenty three, it started to go up, and then by five fourteen, it's back down to zero. the The other one that I'm interested in is the the AJ Minter one. Mm-hmm. That one that one feels like I guess I don't understand why. Colin McHugh fell off so fast, and AJ Minter isn't falling off that fast. Why he didn't fall off faster? Yeah, I know he was hurting teams. Yeah, he was hurting teams bad. I mean, but the problem was he was so good last year, and it's the same role. And in relief outings, it is harder to see how bad they're doing because it's you know it's like Kenley Jansen. Okay, he's having some bad luck. That's a good point. Maybe there's some skill off of it but it's like pff, whatever 4.5 era he's still accumulating k's and sort of wins and, and saves and it's the to save you just got to keep players in for the saves but but haven't they haven't they officially announced that he's not in for any saves now oh yeah no he's you know he's out on saves yeah no but that's why he was being kept why his ownership was staying up Okay, so are you saying that if we look at this next week, he'll be basically zero? I would, I would bet so. Minus Modulo, a few dead teams. I mean, we're kind of seeing that, you know, because this is something that we've talked about in the past, but maybe we should mention it again, is that, like, there is a floor, basically, for things to get to for dead teams. There is, yeah, to find the so, dead so teams. You have to, you have to remember that when whenever we talk about ownership, is that there is a... For guys that were owned at the start of the season, there is a pedestal <laughs> that they will never fall below. Yeah. How many dead teams do you think there are in TGFBI? That's a good question, and I was actually trying to estimate it from uh, from the correlations, and I was trying to estimate it from basically the the innings pitched versus at-bats plot. And because, like, basically if you're a super outlier on one of those, I'm concerned about you. <laughs> And not, yeah. you know, in a negative sense. So I think I think it's only about ten right now. Ten teams total, or ten percent. Yeah, ten teams total. Screw you guys. No, I wish they were all in my league. That'd be great. <laughs> Fair enough. There's largely there's nothing wrong with having a dead team in your league. I mean, it 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 might make it a little bit less fun, but if the league is large enough, hey, more fun for everybody else. True. It's always more fun to have, you know, up to a limit, it's more fun to have just a, a power team, right? Like, I think you could still have fun in a league that only had four teams in it. <laughs> you could. What, with four teams and, like, six dead teams where they're just players that are off limits? Yeah, yeah. Imagine that, yeah. That'd be really fun if you drafted at the beginning of the season, like, a ten-teamer, and then you just kill half the teams. <laughs> I mean, we could do that. That actually be that. That's actually like a fun wrinkle for. That'd be like our sort of vampire league. Is that most of the teams are dead, and then like, like dead. Like, can you beat them? Yeah, it would be like, <laughs> it would be like playing an NFL game where they're just dummies on the field. It's yeah. <laughs> exactly what that would be like. Well, that about brings us to the review session. Jeff McNeil. I got to be honest didn't watch a second of this bastard well he didn't do us any favors by getting rained out on sunday and not having a game on monday so 
I'm going to mea culpa here and suggest that next week we double up. I think we should double up. Let's do Max Kepler. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Time for a little housekeeping. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter. Fantasy Tools, mind the Z. Thank you, Mild Manor, for letting us use your tunes. Be sure to follow them on SoundCloud and Facebook. Feel free to email us with questions or comments. Send us messages at fantasy.tools at gmail.com. Again, mind the Z. All I've got left is, we're still luck to you, buddy. We're still luck to you, too.